Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 26 called The City of Peace. The Holocaust, six million Jews, I think about 11 million people somewhere in there died under Adolf Hitler. 50 million babies. And we say, I wonder what's going on in America. See, God sees, even if we don't want to look at it, God sees it. And at some point you wonder, I think you stand in awe at the patience of God O Lord, 11, thy hand is lifted up, yet they do not see it. They see thy zeal for the people and are put to shame. Indeed, and this is in the day of the Lord context, fire will devour thine enemies. It's like they they look at God judging and they see it from afar and they're not in the camp of the forgiven. They're not in the people of God, but they're kind of in awe at the fact of how much God loves his people that he would intervene. Think of the cross. That's how much God loves his people, that he was willing to give his son. Lord, thou will establish peace for us, 12, since thou hast also performed for us all our works. Everything, salvation is of the Lord. He is our peace, Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2.14, he gives us peace. O Lord, our God, 13, Other masters besides thee have ruled us. Think of Egypt, Assyria, Babylon. But through thee, key phrase, alone, we confess thy name. All that's good, every good and perfect gift is from God. 14. The dead will not live. The departed spirits, literally, this is the shadowy ones, will not rise. Therefore, thou hast punished and destroyed them. And thou hast wiped out all remembrance of them. Now the context in verse 14 is the enemies of God. And this verse, if pulled out of its intended context, will convince people that spirits, uh, there's no resurrection. Look at the verse. That the dead will not live. The departed spirits will not rise. See, there it is. Pull the verse out of its context. And what you have is a pretext. But people will read that and say, oh my goodness, the Jehovah's Witnesses are right or whomever. But you have to keep reading and you have to see in the context that God is talking about those that he destroys. And by the way, they will experience a resurrection as well. But it's a resurrection unto what? Condemnation or judgment. 15. Thou has increased the nation, O Lord. Thou has increased the nation. Thou art glorified. Thou has extended all the borders of the land. When God does what he does in, at the end times in the millennium, he, the original borders, if you will, given to Abraham will be established. God will keep his word. O oh Lord, they sought thee in distress or trouble. They could only whisper a prayer. Ever felt like that? Thy chastening was upon them. As the pregnant woman approaches the time to give birth, 17, she rises and cries out in her labor pains. This is a picture of the nation of Israel. Thus we were, uh, thus we, we before, okay, I can read. Thus were we before thee, O Lord. In Matthew 24, 8, Jesus says, all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs, 18. 
We were pregnant, we writhed in labor, we gave birth as it were, only to wind. We could not accomplish deliverance for the earth, nor were inhabitants of the world born. NIV says, we were with child, we writhed in pain, but we gave birth to wind. We have not brought salvation to the earth, we have not given birth to the people of the world. What was the job of the nation of Israel? To be a light to the Gentiles. But that has not happened. Salvation has not gone to the ends of the earth in the sense of, uh, you know, the, the early church, of course, was largely Jewish. But if you look at it today, the church is largely Gentile. And that which God intended for Israel will come to pass. And notice in contrast to the earlier verse that we read, it says this, Your dead will live, 19, their corpses will rise, you who lie in the dust, awake and shout for joy, for your dew is the dew of the dawn, and the earth will give birth to the departed spirits. There is going to be a resurrection. And by the way, if you ever wondered if the resurrection is taught in the Old Testament, it is taught in Isaiah 25, excuse me, 26, what you just read, 19. You can look at Job 19.26, in my flesh I will see God. And we'll look at Daniel 12 together. You could look at verses 1 and 2. Notice your dead will live and corpses will rise that lie in the dust. Really? Really? In the book of Luke, Jesus has just healed the slave of a centurion. And a little while later, we'll study this on Sunday, he he comes into another city, uh, Nain, and there's a procession happening, and there's a guy in a coffin. He's the son of a widow, the only son, and she's going to be left alone with no male protection. And Jesus goes up, and he knows what he, you know what he does? He touches the coffin, and the widow's son sits up <laughs> and starts talking. I don't know what he's talking about. We don't have a record of it, but he's talking. Jesus has power over death. Why is it incredible to you that God raises the dead? Acts 26, verse 8. The words that I speak to you as the leaders there who are interviewing Paul, they say, Paul, your great learning has made you mad. And Paul says, no, I speak the words of sober truth and reason. If you believe Genesis 1-1 that God created the world out of nothing by the word of his power, why do you not believe that he can raise the dead? That's what Paul says. I'm not teaching anything new. This is in the Old Testament that they say they believe. In perhaps the oldest book, Job, I know my Redeemer lives and in my flesh I will see God. That's why I have hope when I stand at a cemetery and there's a casket there and I look that family in the eye and I say, on the authority of Jesus Christ, your loved one will rise. That is the truth of Scripture. That is the power of the Gospel. God has brought life and immortality to light Through the gospel. Don't be surprised that this is what the Bible teaches. This is the God that we have waited for. This is what he is going to do. And the dew, look at verse 19, the dew reminds us of the manna. Remember, it's like Israel was in a situation wandering in the desert where it seemed assured that they would die. How would you feed millions of people? And God says, here's a supernatural provision. 
manna will come down and will lay on the ground like the dew. And the spirits of those who have died, it seems like a hopeless situation. How in the world will this take place? Well, people are going to rise. And you say, but wait a minute, people were blown up in wars and eaten by sharks and the body decomposes. How are they going to rise? Uh, God is not going to do some patchwork job. We're not talking about a zombie movie here, folks. We're talking about he's going to take your DNA and make you anew, and your new body will be like unto the new creation. You will be made anew, and no more curse, no more death. The earth will give birth to departed spirits. Where are the spirits that have departed? Well, Ecclesiastes 12 tells us that the spirit, the body goes into the dust, and the spirit goes back to God who gave it. And the spirit waits. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. The spirit waits until the body rises. When does the body rise? At the second coming, in concert with the rapture. And the spirit meets the body again. And so we will always be with the Lord. That's what the Bible teaches us. The earth will give birth to these bodies. So come, my people, 20. Enter into your rooms and close your doors behind you. Hide for a little while until indignation runs its course. What's the indignation? Well, we definitely have a last day scenario here. And so the people are told, the people who are awaiting this promise, they're told to go into the rooms, look at verse 20, close their doors behind them and hide for a little while. What's this remind you of? Passover. Because what they did is they went into their dwellings, And what happened is they put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost and lentil. And God passed over. And when he saw the blood, he did not destroy the firstborn in that dwelling. Folks, God is going to pass over again. There's going to be a second Passover. And by the way, think of the plagues. The ninth plague was the plague of darkness preceding the 10th plague, which was the actual Passover and the death of the firstborn. In the seals, the sixth seal in Revelation 6 and Matthew 24 is the darkness. The sun no longer gives its light. The moon doesn't give its light. The stars fall from the sky. And then the sign of the Son of Man appears in the darkened sky. And just like it was in the Passover, ninth and 10th, Sixth and seventh seal will be the darkness and then the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a second Passover. And the way that you will be protected is if you're under the blood of the Lamb. That's the deal. So you go in and you shut the door. Now, what does this mean for a last day scenario? Well, notice, behold, the Lord is about to come. Last verse, verse 21 Isaiah 26, the Lord is about to come out from his place. This is his second coming. This is the day of the Lord to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. And the earth will reveal her bloodshed and will no longer cover her slain. No more hiding it. God is coming in power and great glory. He's coming out of his place. And people are told to hide. Why should they hide?
Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Our station in the Bay Area is up for renewal. If you're resonating with this ministry and you have a heart to see it expand, we would love to hear from you to know that it's making an impact, that you're praying for us, and that you're wanting to support and partner in the work that's being done there. The price per year is $3,500. If 70 people give $50, we'll reach that goal. It will help us not only to meet the radio airtime costs there, but also help us expand. Please donate at walkintruth.com and click donate. And then on Kept FM. And help support the broadcast as it goes out into your area. Once again, you can donate at walkintruth.com, click donate, and then click on Kept FM. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. We love you. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Why should they hide? Two scriptures and we're done. Matthew 24, go there first. This is two possible interpretations. One is that they are protected from the judgment of God during the day of the Lord. Or two, this is the great tribulation period. I've submitted to you that the great tribulation is for Jacob, the people of Israel, and the church. I know you're all wrestling with that one, but here's what it says. Matthew 24, 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, 16, Matthew 24, 17. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to get the things out that are in the house, Let him who is in the field not turn back to get his cloak. Woe to those who are with child and to those who nurse babes in those days. Pray that your flight may not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation. Tribulation is thlipsis. It means trouble, pressure, such as has not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever shall. Unless those days have been cut short, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of who? The elect, those days shall be cut short. Then if anyone says to you during this time of tribulation, behold, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe him. Why would people, why would Jesus give this warning? And by the way, if this time is going to be such as has never been seen in the world or nor ever shall be, this is a time of great cataclysmic pressure and trouble. Think of Nazi Germany, it's going to be worse than that. Mussolini, Stalin, worse than that. The world has never seen trouble like this. Now he says, if anyone says to you, here's the Christ, there he is, don't believe him. Why would that be there? Well, I would render to say that if the church is here, they're probably going to be in hiding. I'm sure the people of Israel are going to be in hiding, uh, knowing that there's persecution and and, uh, all these troubles coming. And how would... One uh, be convinced to come out. Oh, the Lord's come back. Hey, he's here. Ali, Ali, Oxenfree, come on out. And Jesus says, don't believe them. Don't believe if they say he's here or there. 
For false Christs and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders, maybe even on TV screens, so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. Behold, I've told you in advance. If therefore they say to you, Behold, he's in the wilderness, do not go forth. Behold, middle of 26, he's in the inner rooms, could even be speaking of the temple. Do not believe them. For just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes even to the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. You won't miss it. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. But immediately after the tribulation, trouble of those days, the sun will be darkened. Here's the sixth seal. The moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky. The powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man, all the tribes will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky, that speaks of the Shekinah glory of God, with power and great glory. And what will happen at this return? And he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet. Here's your rapture in my view. They will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of the sky to the other. Let's pray. Well, Father, we are grateful for your word. And we're grateful that you are in control and you are going to make a grand entrance in this world. And it is going to be a day of rejoicing. And right now your people say, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. The earth will give birth to departed spirits. We are going to rise. And there's going to be a resurrection and a rapture. And Lord you are going to make right all that has been wrong. You are going to let righteousness dwell in this city. It is going to be safe, full of light. The gates will be open to those who are cleansed, declared righteous by the blood of Jesus. And you will remove the veil of death forever. That's your promise to us. Your promise to your people is that you will keep us in perfect peace if our mind is stayed on you. Thinking of difficult times in the world, Lord, thinking of an end time scenario, that would be a time when, of course, this would be needed, but we need it always, Lord. We need our minds to be stayed on you and worship and fellowship and Bible study. Well, they just do that for us, Lord, and you meet us and you refresh us and you cleanse us and you strengthen us And whenever we're sitting at your feet and receiving from the reservoir of wisdom and light, you just strengthen us. You give us a new perspective. You show us that we don't have to fret about small things. You show us that even death itself will be destroyed. You show us that you're on the throne no matter what comes at this world. And because we belong to you, we can have confidence and trust in you, our everlasting rock forever. Thank you, Lord, that you've made such wonderful promises. Thank you that the hidden jewels all through the book of Isaiah can be mined and discovered if we would just stop and study and read it. And thank you that we've had the privilege to study it together. There's great hope in these passages, Lord. And so I just want to pray for your people right now. And I pray that whatever is gnawing at our hearts, whatever's been bugging us, whatever's getting under our skin, Lord, that you just help us to redirect our hearts and minds to you. 
that you would be what we long for on our bed at night, that you would be the one that we seek in the morning, that your name above all things would be our joy and delight. And you will give us the desire of our heart, more of you and less of us, Lord. Everything else comes into perspective when we're seeking you. I just want you to take a few moments and just meditate on the words that you've heard. Whatever the Holy Spirit would show you, whatever you might need to lay down afresh, whatever worries and concerns have been nipping at you, whatever things that maybe you've been holding back, whatever ministry the Lord has called you to, just stay in that attitude of worship. Let the Lord just minister to you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord, He is really just a prayer away. You must come to Him in repentance and faith. Turn away from your sin and trust in Him. Don't wait another moment if you're not sure that you know Him. Just cry out to Him. Tell Him that you want to know Him, that you're sorry for your sin, that you want His forgiveness, and ask Him to receive you to forgive you, to make you his own. You've been listening to The City of Peace, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 26. And if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe for free to hear Pastor Michael's teachings and more books of the Bible. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, we can see the contrast between the city of man and the city of God, the city of chaos and the city of peace. And as we think back on Isaiah 26, here's a verse that just jumps out at me. Your dead will live, Isaiah 26, 19, their corpses will rise. Yet you who lie in the dust will awake and shout for joy, for your dew is as the dew of the dawn, and the earth will give birth to departed spirits." Now, part of the the city of peace, the promise of peace, is the fact that there is going to be a resurrection, and we are going to rise. This perishable must put on the imperishable. This mortal will put on immortality. Then will come to light the saying, death is swallowed up in victory. See, the city of peace is all about a peace that is from God. It's a peace that passes understanding. It's a peace beyond this life as well. It's a peace found in the Prince of Peace. And if you don't know him, if peace is the farthest thing from your heart in a world of turmoil, in a world at war, in a world at war often on the inside, let alone country to country, if you don't know the Prince of Peace, he is a, he's literally a prayer away. And, you know, in Isaiah 26, we saw that you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And that's the key. Salvation is all about trusting in the finished work of Jesus Christ. If you've not met the one who is our peace, Ephesians 2.14, make him your Lord. Ask him to come into your life. Ask him, say that you want peace with God through him. Tell him that you believe he died on that terrible cross for you and rose from the dead. 
to make a way for all of us. Trust him today. You don't have to have perfect words, but tell him that you believe in who he is, that he's God in human flesh, that he lived the perfect life you could never live, that he died and took the wrath of God for you, that he rose to defeat our mortal enemy, death itself, that he lives to intercede for us. Tell him you want him to be your Lord, your King, your Savior. He'll hear you. Hey, if you have questions about um, walking with the Lord, maybe you've opened your heart today. Maybe you're a prodigal and you've come back home today, back to the city of peace, as it were. You can reach out to us at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. And another way to reach out to us is through a phone number, 844-48-TRUTH, where we have pastors here, 9 to 4 Pacific time, 844-48-TRUTH. Well, this is Pastor Michael, and we are going to look at Isaiah 27 tomorrow, Lord willing, Isaiah's apocalypse coming tomorrow. Hey, tell a friend about what you're hearing on the broadcast. Thank you for your prayers and your support. We love you. We'll see you right here tomorrow. Don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events too. But our funds are mostly supported by our church in Southern California. Would you please help us pay for the airtime on the radio station you're listening to? A monthly partnership of at least $5 a month is all we ask. Please donate when you visit walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 26 called The City of Peace. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 27 called Isaiah's Apocalypse. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.